Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But before all of that, take a listen. had a chance to look at this video that clip from a video that's circulating um, online it's from Cherry Orchard in Dublin yesterday evening and it's a crowd of young people watching two cars driving erratically up a straight road then they, they do a quick handbrake turn and they're driving back up at speed then and one of the two cars rams into a guard the car which was trying to stop the behaviour and as you could hear in that clip the joyriders are been cheered on by the onlookers. Ram them, ram them, they shout as they uh, they do ram into a guard the car. And it must have been an absolutely terrifying experience for people living in the area watching this unfold yesterday evening. Uh, Brendan Cummins is with us on the line because, Brendan, you are a youth worker in the area. I mean, what was your reaction or how did you hear? When did you hear about this last night? Um, a video, a video of it was sent to me um, last night by a local councillor. Um, they were unsure whether the incident was happening yesterday or whether it was an old incident um, that had happened. Because um, this is an ongoing issue up in Cherry Orchard. This isn't new. It's been going on for 40 years in different waves um, where, it, where it escalates and it declines and it escalates and it declines. But, but sorry, um, Brendan, t- to that extent that you actually thought that that video last night could have been an old incident? Is that common? No, sorry, the, the the question from the councillor was: Was it an old incident or was okay. it a new incident? Yeah, I knew that was a new incident. Yeah, but it's that it's that common, Brendan. It's 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 fairly it's fairly common at the moment. Um, like I said, it comes in waves. Um, over and over tr- through different generations. But um, I think the the crux of the questions that we need to be asking is is is, is why did the young people in the fields? Why were they responding to the guardy that way? Why is this accepted and why is it all over the national papers today when the Garda were involved in the incident, when it wasn't last week, when when the same things happened for the community up here in Cherry Orchard? What's the answer to that question? I think some of the answers to it, I think, is that for for the last 30 or 40 years since Cherry Orchard was built, I suppose, services at the beginning of when it was built weren't put in place. Now services are in place but don't have the resources to respond or maybe were responding wrong. Um, I think for the last five or six years, we've been through 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 every discussion with with, with services, with councillors, with politicians. We've been advocating for an approach where there's an intensive work that happens with the with the with the minority of young people that are engaged in this behaviour to support them to remove themselves from this behaviour. So there's like families that are really really struggling up in Cherry Orchard on both sides. There's families that that that, that feel afraid to leave the houses when it gets dark. And then there's families who are struggling to, to, to rear their children. So it's like there's nobody, I don't think, that I've come across, or probably you've come across, that actually rear their children with this intent. Right? Families and, and mothers and fathers want to rear their children really well. But some families need that additional level of support. I don't think that level of support is always available to them. So what would you like to see happen then, Brendan? What I would like to see... And I presented this to, to, to the Minister of Children and the Minister for Community in the last couple of weeks. It's an intensive case management approach, right? So this entails working with the young person, their, their parents and their siblings 
all at once in a holistic approach to try and address the needs of the whole family rather than trying to take the young person's behaviour. Because the behaviour is the symptom of the, of the deeper rooted problem. So if we can get into the whole family, support the whole family in one go, help the family to heal from whatever is going on and practice an in the now response. So what does the family need right now? That's the stuff that we need to address to get to the longer term vision of addressing the stuff in the community. So if that's the long term vision, like I'm just trying to get a sense of, you know, give what. Well, first of all, Brendan, what is the atmosphere like there today? And just chatting to locals, you know, and residents, like, what's the reaction? Yeah, well, I out out this morning. The place is very very quiet. The council were up to clean the park. There's no, I suppose, after children were in school, it appears like nothing has happened up here. So it's just yeah, it's there's there's nothing, no. Reminder of the scene from from last night. No, it's all no, no, no reminder other than a few skid marks on the road um, and a broken fence. Every, everything has been removed. Yeah. Um, so I heard in that I'm sure that there are families that, that aren't coming out of the houses or are aren't out communicating with the rest of the community. Like it's it's pretty incredible to watch that video, Brendan, last night. And you know, when when you just think of residents and people living locally, you know, in in the in houses around the roads where this took place, like it must have been absolutely terrifying for people watching that. You'd be, I'm sure they were I'd afraid say, to leave your house. I'd- I would imagine, I suppose, and, and I live in Cherry Orchard as well, and it's probably it's very hard, I'd say, for people outside of Cherry Orchard to comprehend or to understand that these things actually happen. And I think it, like, it, it, it is from the result of, of communities that are left on the edge of the margins um, and, and no, no correct responses put into communities. So the Cherry Orchard seems to be, or the narrative of Cherry Orchard, even in the media today, the narrative of Cherry Orchard is the no-go area. That scumbags and restored, like, and that's 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 absolutely the the, the forest from the truth. Mm, we're talking absolutely. about, you know, I I've seen the same young people that were jeering on them cars last night. I suppose coming together when a crisis happens in one of their families and standing together in solidarity. So I cannot sometimes often get the view of of the other side of these young people where they can do good and where they do do good, um, but given the right audience and the right circumstances. But I suppose the other side of that, though, Brandon, is like if you say that the the video that we witnessed and that we watched last night, like you, you know, you've said that that's that's not um, that's not uncommon either. That that's not uncommon. No, no, that that that's that's absolutely not uncommon. Um, and it, it, the same thing happened the night before. The same thing happened the Monday and Tuesday before that, um, and probably the Monday and Tuesday before that. And the, so, like, this is this is not new. This is not new news for people in Cherry Orchard. And I know outside of Cherry Orchard, uh, people probably find it very difficult to say, mm. like, how how could that happen? And they're the questions I'm asking myself. Is like, is like, how how does the the, the state allow it to get this far when people have been naming it for years? The other side too, though, Brendan, like, is you know, consequences for people. Who you know who who do what happened last night, and like a lot of people would say that they feel that they're you know we don't have consequences, and that that's why sometimes they're like their behaviour that we witnessed last night. Like, will there be consequences? I I I'd imagine that there, that there will be consequences. Um, I don't think that it, it's completely lawless in Cherry Orchard. I do know like 
that, that I suppose that, and that's a justice issue and I suppose I don't know what the guards response will be I can imagine that I suppose that Cherry Orchard will be flooded with public order units well, now for the next the, week or two That's what the guard the commissioner isn't it isn't that what Drew Harris has, has said today um, that there will be you know a what was it a step up was that the word used units stood up um, from the the guard the public order units that there there will be but but is do you feel that's not needed no, I, I, I don't know. If it's, I can't say that's not needed. Um, I don't know if it's a long-term or sustainable approach to addressing this issue. I think it, what it will do is it will keep calm for a period of time. Um, and then as, as things stay calm, and then there's no there's no issues in Jerry Artists that that will be stood down. That's only temporary. That's only that's a temporary problem or a temporary solution for someone who, but that's a, a systemic problem that's going on 40 years. Okay. So two week two weeks of a public order unit is not going to address no. the root cause. No, and I know from talking to people this morning and, and guards that you know they will highlight. Um, they'll say this is you know it's it's common in the sense that there's a lack of resources to to deal with a lot of these issues. And I heard the um, commissioner there, guard the commissioner Drew Harris, in the in the news clip there at one o'clock, talking um, about the fact that you know resources have been put in uh, into the area. But we'll find out. The president of the guard, the representative association, Brendo Brendan. O'Connor is with us too on the line today. Brendan, I might just get your reaction first of all to that video. Well, Andrea, um, as Brendan just said there, it's just what it is, is it, it's drawing attention to and it's educating the wider public to what residents in that area and young people and the Gardaí that police it are, are, are aware of or being exposed to and I suppose the problem is being highlighted so maybe hopefully we'll see some sort of concerted effort to address these issues but it was very very disturbing to see um, our colleagues being subjected to such a vicious attack and such a hostile mob gathering and, and, and egging on the, the drivers of, of those cars so it was um, it didn't come as a shock to Gary but it still is it, it's very it, it's a stark thing to see what, what guards are exposed and it, it, I suppose it's good for the public to understand what our members have to deal with on an ongoing basis How are the two guards that were in the, the squad car? Well, there are no physical injuries, but as you can imagine, they were badly shaken and weren't able to finish their shift. But I, I, I'm, I'm told that they're making good enough progress and they're receiving support from their colleagues. And there's a lot of good wishes coming in yeah. from around the country too. Absolutely, them. yeah. Um, it's frightening to watch. I'm interested in your view, though, Brendan, on um, the you know I suppose the response to this now. And you know, as Brendan Cummins mentioned, like yes, we're talking about it today. I know that Pat talked about it, and, and Shane on breakfast as well. And it's across all of the papers, and you know, trending in social media. And there's a, a whole big hype about the incident. Um, but is the public order the the unit that is going to be kind of you know increased resources now in the locality? Like maybe that's the interim solution. But what's the long term, in your opinion? Well. You know, the long-term solution to any of these problems, and Brendan alluded to there, it, 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 it's a multi-agency approach and regards solving the social issues that contribute and lead to alienation and young people perhaps becoming involved in their behaviour. But we come at it from a perspective of the policing and purely as the, the criminal justice response, and we would feel that these problems escalate. We flag the problems before they ever come. Lack of resources, lack of quality policing, lack of community policing, it becomes a problem, it overspills, there's a huge attention on it, there's a knee-jerk reaction and there's an intervention or reaction to it for a short term, but it doesn't solve the long-term problems. We have always said properly, resort, res, properly resourced policing, quality policing, community guarantee actually are the most effective form of policing. And, and that, this is experience in disadvantaged communities across the world. They go in and build up networks with people, build up trust, communicate, garner intelligence, interact with these 
with young people who are at risk of, of falling into these behaviours, maybe soccer tournaments, stuff like that, that guards have actually been involved in, and, you know, even going around and, and meeting different groups and breaking down barriers or perceived barriers even between these young people. Mm. But that simply cannot be achieved with the manpower and personnel resources available. So that doesn't see. exist at the minute then, Brandon? Well, I'm not saying? saying it doesn't. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, Andrew. But I'm just saying there's been there's fewer guards on the front line, so we're we're asking more of lesser people, and the demands are greater. So we have just guards in a lot of these urban areas, just going from call to call to call, dealing with a backlog rather than being proactive out there. Yeah, it's on a reactionary approach. Yeah, so, so we so end up with react, and, and, and it's not as effective, and it 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 it, it, it lead, it's not that it leads to these problems, but then it means that when the problem when the problem occurs initially, as we saw last night, there's not a capacity to respond to it. And then the, the effort taken to try to win back these situations is, is just, it's not as desirable as preventing them in the first place. And that's something that our members and our association would have always, always said. And we try to mm-hmm. flag the issues and the lack of investment in policing. And ultimately, do, if you don't invest in quality policing, there'll be yeah. failings in the system like do, this. Do you, what do you want to happen? Like if you have the ear of Drew Harris today, I mean, what do you say to him from, from, from the, the guy, the representative perspective? Like what is it that you would like to see or your members well, would want to see in the area? Well, our primary, our primary concern in, in the short term is to see that those members out there in, who are answering those calls, driving those patrol cars, create a safe environment for them. Okay, we protect ourselves first. We want to protect communities and we want to keep people safe, but we have to keep our own people safe. So that comes through, first of all, personnel. Enough people that are out there to know that you have the support when you come under attack, that colleagues will come to your assistance and you'll be able to get on top of the situation. Equipment. We had guards there last night. There's no camera on that car to gather evidence. There's no camera. The guards aren't wearing body cameras. So we, we're, we're, at a, we're behind the curve even at investigations. So training, driver training. Are our drivers trained to deal with the circumstances they're going to confront? We would say absolutely not. Huge problems there. Are the vehicles they're driving fit for purpose? Could we have vehicles that are stronger or maybe have additional safety features, not just standard family saloons? So just just all the things that the GRA and our members uh, try to bring attention to, they all kind of came together in this situation last night. And this exposes all the problems that we tried to highlight. Do you think these are the kind of things, Brandon Cummins, like just that, that greater community policing presence on the streets day to day, body cameras, are these things that will help, do you think, in the long term? I think the the, the relationship between any anything that can be put in place to ease tensions within a community, I think, will help. I think the relationship with, with the community guards and feet on the street, I think, would help. Especially when you see, I suppose, when you look at the relationship between the guards and the young people that were in that park, I suppose, just looking at the video, it's a very, very negative relationship. But I think the the, the, the role of, of, the, of the police as well, like, is, is justice. But I think, and, and that is the behaviour that's been exhibited. But I think the role of community services then is to get in there and address, well, what is the root cause of this behaviour? And I think that's so to, to alleviate resources. I think we can ask for resources and resources and resources, but are the resources going into the right place? So we can continue mm-hmm. to invest resources in band-aids and plasters over over issues continuously, like we've done for the last forty years, or we can take a risk and try something new. And I think that the risk in trying something new is to get in there and and, and walk really, really intensely. With like five or six, it's five or six young people is what we're talking about here. It's like we're not talking about the whole of Cherry Orchard. Um, so like between six and ten families, if we could engage them and help them heal, I think we'd see... Well, there was a lot more than five or six community. in that video last night, Brendan. The five or six, you can have, if you looked at a football, a football game, how many people are watching and how many people are playing? 
I know, but part of the problem, though, Brendan, is the it, it's it's the it's the crowd cheering is like as bad as the the ramming is and the the erratic driving. Actually, the, the cheering is the part that really, when I watched it last night, I just went like, my God, like is that. Is is that what the attitude is? You know, and 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 the, the huge cheer that went up when the car was rammed, and the second time there was the the, the hit as, as well. You know, when the you know the, nearly the the well done like that. Like I, I like Brendan. Are you surprised, Brendan O'Connor? Like, does that? Um, I suppose. Look, it would be slight. Would be surprised to see the, the, the level of it, or whatever. But again, it's not not uncommon as Brendan outlined there, and the members working out in in locations that are telling us about these this this sort of thing arises and you know it, it's not uncommon for Gary to be jeered and, and shouted at and roared at you know where crowds, crowds of young people congregate so it's a societal change and it's a cultural thing it's supposed there's a lot less respect for the police across the globe but it's it's certainly it's disturbing when you see it laid bare actually that I mean it's described to you but when it's actually as I say a picture paints a thousand words to see a live video and to see you know how vulnerable and how exposed two young female Gary on their own in that scenario it is a very sobering image to see and very, 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 it's, it's just very concerning. Absolutely. There's no no doubt about it at all. We are going to continue this conversation uh, here on the programme. I'd just like to talk to people, to residents living in the area. I mean, how did we get here and what can be done? That's next. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking about the incident of um, the joyriding in Dublin last night and the guard, the car being rammed. And uh, look, there's a lot of people getting in touch about this today and just really highlighting how terrifying this was for residents living in the area. Um, and also, too, for the two guards sitting in that Garda car as it was being rammed not once but twice. And we've asked people to get in touch today just to, I mean, give us your perspective, your opinion, particularly as well if you live in the area. We spoke to um, Brendan Commons a few moments ago and we also spoke to Brendan O'Connor from the uh, Garda Representative Association. Alan is with us on the line because Alan, you are a bus driver. Um, I believe that you used to work that particular route that we're talking about. Why did you get in touch? Can you hear me okay, Alan? No, we'll try and maybe go back to, to Alan in uh, in just a moment. Kieran is on the line though. Um, Kieran, what's your view on this? I mean, you, you saw the video last night. Yeah, hi Andrea. How are um, you? So, yeah, sadly, it's not it's not a new problem. I'm sure it's not unique to to Dublin and it's not unique to Ireland. I know 40 years ago my car was stolen in Dublin, and it was found written off after it had flown through the air and landed on a wall in Cherry Orchard. So you know, 40 years on, I think the sadness is that you know there hasn't been uh, there hasn't been enough change. So. You know, we definitely have social problems that exist in lots of towns and cities. There's definitely a need for more societal education. You know, that, that kind of pride in community and personal responsibility, that deeper sense of conscience and respect for others. And I think we all have a role to play in that. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's teachers, parents, community leaders, journalists, politicians, even like the heroes of the day and how they present themselves, you know, people from sport and music and so on. I think they all have a role to play in supporting challenged communities, if you want to call it that. Um, but it's a long journey. Mm. And, you know, generation after generation do need to embrace the idea of probably a better, safer, more rewarding future. So, you know, as I said, the sadness is that 40 years on from my flying car, 
the present uh, is even worse. And I think even beyond that, you know, the city, Dublin's taken on a kind of a different mood after dark since the pandemic. You know, there's definitely a sinister kind of tension in the place and a gruffness, which isn't pleasant. I'm just not too sure what that's about. Do you think so, Karen? Generally, would you feel that? Yeah, you know, I've been in town a fair few um, Saturday nights and I notice even, you know, it's very hard to get a, even to get a taxi out of town. I'm finally having to get a bus to a suburb to get a taxi from there. And I don't know if that's because the taxis don't want to come into town or, or, or what it's about, but there's just more, there's more um, litter and kind of bad behaviour around the place, which is, you know, concerning. And, and I know we talk about the need for more improved policing and you know the guards have a have a tough enough job to do but this is about us taking responsibility for ourselves and behaving in an appropriate manner and that's why you know i think we need to go we need to need to almost go back to the start of generation okay Okay. Um, let me bring in some of the text too on this uh, from listeners. Brian says, why wasn't the armed response unit uh, at the situation immediately last night? Why were those driving um, not pinned to the floor and arrested? Somebody's hard-earned cash gone down the drain. Um, I thought it was an absolute disgrace looking at the incidents that we saw last night, says Brian. This listener, I have to call the guards every other day beside the Broadstone Lewis station regarding kids launching fireworks, open drug dealing, verbal abuse to passers-by and lads on scramblers racing up and down the pedestrianised stretch. The guards always say they'll send a car, but it never happens. I don't feel safe walking around some parts of the area, feel completely unsupported by law enforcement. If it makes social media, I'm sure there'll be a temporary response. Stephen is on the line in Portly. Stephen, um, you're originally from the UK, though. Um, like, do you draw comparisons? Well, I mean, I've been over here for the last um, ten years, and um, I've seen a change in ten years with the attitude of the young ones. There's just no respect anymore. In England, we had these sort of riots, and um, they did what they did. They brought the, 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 the tougher gang of people in. You know, the, the guards, they made different units. They brought them in and they, they dealt with it that way. And they've calmed it down a lot over the years. I'm not saying they've got rid of all the problems. But over here, to hear that, it's a lovely country we uh, live in. And I'm not joking. When I hear that, and I think to myself, they should have kept, they should have brought the army in or something like that. But there again, I mean, that's a bit too harsh. I don't know. But it, there was a time years ago they had national service. Maybe that's where they should start learning the respect. Eighteen months of that when they're young, they would leave they'll leave a better man. But for some reason, the governments don't want to do that, right. and now they've got the problems. Yeah, I can imagine that. Would, uh, I can imagine the reaction to uh, to that for sure. No doubt about it, Stephen. Tommy is on the line as well. Um, Tommy, what? Why did you get in touch about this? Well, I'm listening to uh, to the. I didn't see the, the video now, to be honest with you, but I witnessed that 25 years ago in Flandorkin when I lived up there, and there was joyriders going around, playing, doing brake turns and everything else, and ramming into other cars, and it was the parents of these these kids that were out clapping and cheering and everything else. And you've got you've got uh, in, in in Cherry Orchard, which I presume you're talking about Gallonstown. You've got a, an entire community 
of like-minded people. And you send in two unarmed, untrained guards, Was it? I believe it was two females, to go in and quell something like that. That's absolutely ridiculous. I think they were responding to um, a report of kind of erratic driving or dangerous driving. Yeah, but, or yeah, but, I mean, what are they going to do? You know, I know that area. And I wouldn't go in there with a suit of armour on me. You know, I mean, you right. just, it's absolutely lawless. And but not all, like... No, I'm not saying every one of them. But, you know, if you've got five or six families in there that are decent-minded people, they're not going to speak out against the other one. I imagine, I'd say, say, say it was fairly terrifying now for people and residents, um, Tommy, looking at, at this on, you know, looking at this online. I know you mentioned you haven't seen the video, but it's it's on, look, it's a widely available on social media and been widely shared too. Um, Paul is with us as well. Paul, why did you get in touch? Because I'm sick looking at anarchy growing and growing year on year on year. There's absolutely no deterrent for these people. Uh, even if they were caught and put into one of the juvenile places or whatever, they get a little wrap on the back of the knuckles and they're in for a week or they might only be in for four hours and they're sent out. It's like a revolving door. So where there's no deterrent, you, you're going to have anarchy. And there you saw it on the streets. And we've seen it lots of times before and certainly not the first time in, in the Cherry Orchard area in particular. Not that I'm picking on just one no. area, but that's what we're talking about. But I mean, we have to do something about it because... People are saying, oh, you can't lock them up. It's not the solution. Well, it's a temporary solution. I'm sick to death of them being let off and no deterrent for them because it's supposed to be not the solution. So because it's not the solution, we do nothing about them. We leave them on the street to get more organized, to get younger kids involved further down the line. That's not right. Is it common common where you live, Paul? Callers in. We shouldn't be trying to solve this problem. There's lots of people being paid lots of money in this country, in the civil service in particular, and, and other areas. They're supposed to be solving these problems, but they're doing nothing about it. So obviously, someone's making a lot of money out of these people going in and out of court nonstop. Right. Ching, 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 ching. Phil is on the line too. Phil, you got in touch. I mean, do you agree with Paul? Andrea, I mean, I saw the video for the first time last night. At the time, I wasn't sure where it was. I mean, I'm originally from Finglas. Not a bit surprised to see it, being honest with you. Um, but I just think we need to get real. Like, like the guards, Jesus, fair play to them. They do their best, and they have a tough job to do. But we need to get real. Like, I, I honestly believe you need to fight fire with fire. And these fellas, community policing, they couldn't give a rat's arse about community policing. I mean, you saw the video last night. Um, they were taunting they wanted that car to car off the road it was just as well they drove off because I, I would hate to see what they would have done to it you know but a community policing I know that's it's a, it's a good idea and it's a great idea but I believe the, the, the people out there and these young fellas that go around and it's, it's almost a uniform that they go around in these hoodies black hoodies black tops and these electric bikes it's just almost a uniform for them and I just think we need to get real I think you need to fight for before Andrew the public order unit, I think, are going to be sent in or stepped up presence or I don't know what the language was. But anyway, the public order unit are going to go there anyway for, you know, Brendan Cummins, who's a youth worker in the area, said like that. That's kind of the typical response in instances like this, particularly where there's um, a lot of social media. You know, if you have videos or discussion around it, we'll get the public order in uh, unit in. And, and absolutely, I mean, like maybe, you know, for... <laughs> 
to ensure there isn't another situation again. Maybe that is the way. And then but the other side of that then, though, you know, Phil, is that people then start giving out. They don't do, do want the, <laughs> do want the increased guard, the presence then often. In yeah, the you, can't, you can't bloody win. You know what I mean? People, people don't want that at the same time because then you have the bleeding hearts people going, oh, the poor people and the poor this and they don't have this and they don't have this, nothing for the kids to do and all that rubbish. You know what I'm going away? It's like, listen, as I said, I'm originally from Fingers. I grew up, grew up around here and I can see, Andrew, even in the last 10 years, I've seen this place. It, it's taking a nosedive and it, 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 like it really is. And as I said, I know that was in Clendalkin, what happened last night, but that just mirrors what happens over here as well. You know that kind of way? It's just, I think it's the, the police are, the guard are, are, are fighting a losing battle at the moment and I think they need much bigger supports than what they have because mm. in, in fairness they do a good job but they haven't got the tools to fight that type of stuff that went on last night and as I said the public order units which is I think we need to increase that tenfold just to just to get a, a grip on what happened there last night but yeah. you, you, you need to they need to send a message to these fellas because they're like you saw they, they were laughing at the, the guards last night absolutely laughing at oh, them oh I know like, I know so it's, it's, it's a joke it's a joke you know it's the absolute uh, just the blatant you know just pure lack of I don't even not even lack of respect is it like just the, the it was the cheering that was the part that I just could not believe watching the video last night and just the general Attitude, you know, and and seeking that there'd be so you know, somebody hurt and in looking for a car to be rammed, like it's just it's unbelievable. And I suppose the the number of people there as well. Interestingly, the views of our texters here today introduce national service. This is one listener again. Yeah, we need national service. Fifteen to eighteen months in the current army camp and other camps around the country. Teach respect. Kids today don't have any. An untouchable attitude with teenagers getting out of control. Says this listener. Yeah, I have to say I can't. Uh, I can't ever see um, that happening in two thousand and twenty-two Ireland. But look, just the views of texters there today. Five three one zero six is the number. Phil, thanks a million, Paul, Kieran, Tommy, Stephen, uh, for joining us for sharing your thoughts with us here on Lunchtime Live. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.